This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football is our religion. One Call Stadium is our church. Nigel Clough, the God we choose to believe in, and by name, I am your priest. With the games coming thick and fast, the Sunday Sermon is back. The Stags were 2-1 down at Tranmere heading into the 90th minute, and it looked like their unbeaten run would come to an end. But back in the side from suspension, Ollie Hawkins went from centre-half to centre-forward, and in front of the Stags fans, delivered a moment of drama. Can Mansfield Town rescue themselves again? Murphy delivers the corner in towards the middle. Yes! It's incredible stuff. No more than they deserve with that one. In the 90th minute, the Stags strike now, again. Why didn't Hawkins go up earlier? But eight minutes of added time due to an injury to Farron Rawson meant the game was open, and it was anybody's for the taking. And given the way the Stags had performed at the back, it was inevitable that the game wasn't over and there was drama yet to come. This time, for the first time in a long time, it didn't quite go Mansfield's way. Tranmere has breached the offside trap again. It's going to be a ball into Ozir. It's a shot and it's there. Tranmere Rose have got it again. And number 20 who scored again. The substitute of Elliot Nevitt who makes it 3-2. So the Tranmere fans jubilant as well they deserve to be as Mansfield weren't good enough on the night and Nigel Clough knows that his side have to turn things around as they head for Port Vale on Tuesday night but can they do it? Do they have enough character within the squad to make sure that they bounce back at the first opportunity to ensure that the fantastic couple of months we've just had which left us longing for promotion at the end of it still comes true. Tonight, on the return of the Sunday Sermon, we'll delve into Friday night's action. I'll probably have a little dig at the Tranmere fan who screamed in my face, although it was all fair in love and football. And we'll look ahead to Tuesday night's trip to Port Vale aside, who themselves are gunning for promotion. It's tight at the top of League Two. Anything, as we heard on Friday, could happen. So strap yourselves in. There's still a long way to go on the journey. As ever, we want you to have your say on your team in the comments. Let us know your thoughts on the performance from Friday night. Let us know what changes you'd make ahead of Tuesday as well. Farron Rawson bound to be out. Lucas Aikens bound to be out as well with a, an injury which no doubt rocked the boat. And of course, John Joe O'Toole back available for selection as well as his suspension comes to an end. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. 
This is the Mansfield Matters podcast and the return of the Sunday Sermon. Let's find out what lessons we can learn. Lesson number one from Nigel Clough will probably be to play Ollie Hawkins up front on Tuesday. Anyway, uh, let's delve into the podcast as always. Good evening, hello and welcome to you all. Welcome to the return of the Sunday Sermon. Some say the long-awaited return of the Sunday Sermon. The one question I get asked quite often on a Saturday is, what time are you on tomorrow? And I always say, if there's not a midweek game, we won't be. But there is a midweek game. We go again on Tuesday night, so we will be uh, all things Sunday Sermon here this afternoon to talk all things Mansfield Town, where after 14 games, the unbeaten run comes to a shuddering halt at Tranmere. Joining me to reflect on it, the man who was holding Mr. Wilson's balls on the bus on the way there, not what you think, and the man who was in the stands, Mr. Clive Parkin. Good evening. Hello, everybody. And the man who was alongside me, who's calls himself accident pronoun. I call him the, the ditty jingle maker, but others call him the chuckles, the commentator. It's Alan Wilson. Good evening. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast. No Cam tonight, no Nathan either. Nathan's still sunning himself and I'm sure um, uh, trying not to look too much at the result. Let's dive straight into it, Clive. As always, you guys at home, get involved in the comments and let us know your thoughts uh, on Friday night's game. Let's get the perspective from behind the goal on Friday night, uh, starting with Clive. Yeah, it was a... It was a game that was always there to lose, and and we deserved to on the night. Um, we uh, we didn't do enough at the back to continue the run we've been on, and Tranmere were a fine side. They were they were up for it. They were really were on every ball. And I've said earlier, we're not going to win all the games on the running. And if you're going to lose games, I'd rather lose to a team like Tranmere who deserve to win than to to you know to, to allow some bad performances to allow undeserving clubs to beat us. So no need for panic, no need for despair, move on to Tuesday. Yeah, that's the the key message to highlight throughout. And like we said on Friday night, Alan, you know, the better side did come away with all three points. It was great to get the goal back in the 90th minute and set up a, a dramatic finish. But like we said, like I said, when the goal went in, I didn't feel that that was it. I felt there was one more goal in the game. And if I'm, if I'm being completely honest deep down, when I said that, I meant Tranmere's way. Yeah, well, it's like you said, and I said to you straight away, I'd uh, congratulated on being right, Craig, because she was, because it didn't look as if it was going to end there. I think uh, we, we we ought to have, uh, I'll use your word, solidified at the back. Oh, there's the bell got I didn't have the bell ready. <laughs> say it again, say it again. I was drinking tea. We ought to have solidified at the back a little bit more instead of going gung-ho and trying to, but fair play, I suppose they tried to win it in the end. But, you know, there was a couple of dubious decisions with the offside. I know people that have watched I follow have freeze-framed it, you know, on Facebook and you've been able to see. But it, it's just one of those nights, I'm afraid, and uh, we weren't quite up to it. We weren't on the mark on the night, but uh, let's hope Tuesday's a different story. I know people, Clive, will be talking about, uh, like Alan mentioned there, the potential offsides. But for me, I'm not fussed about either. We were, weren't good enough defensively. We were all over the place at, at, at the back at times. Tranmere were a good side, deserved all three um, of their goals. The, the first one, the one which made it 2-1 to, to Tranmere, there were slight questions of offside. But like I said in commentary at the time, I thought James Perch got a little touch on it, which uh, played him on anyway. Um, and having looked back, I think he did. And then uh, the third one, against the runner play, needle through, you know, ironed the needle sort of stuff. 
um, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? These these things uh, these things happen. So for me, I don't want to get wrapped up in sort of sitting here and arguing about well. You know, you know, two months down the line. Well, when we were at Tranmere, we got two goals against us, which weren't we should have been offside. You know, if it had been a VIR, they wouldn't have been on. They'd been offside and all that. None of that rubbish. Just hold your hands up and say we weren't good enough. Well, Stags fans at the ground couldn't see whether they're offside or not. We were at the wrong position to do that. Um, and normally, I'd just say, well, the referee's got it right because it's his job. I thought the referee was quite poor um, at Tranmere. We've we've seen some mm-hmm. poor referees down at the mill, but. He, he took the biscuit, to borrow a, a popular word from Alan. We, uh, we, we, we didn't deserve to win. And I think the two, the, the second and third goals they scored, we had the chance to upend somebody and kill the move. And we didn't do it. And perhaps we're being too nice. I don't know. But I, if I'm being critical, there just seemed to be a little bit of defensive complacency there, which we can't have. Mm, we'll talk we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, let's delve into some of the comments because I think, um, like we sort of said a little bit on uh, Friday, mixing it up with Ollie Hawkins coming back in, it might have just sort of unsettled us a little bit. And like I asked Nigel Clough when uh, he uh, when Lucas Aikens went off, that sort of disrupted the game plan a little bit as well. Um, let's kick off with some of your comments then. Uh, Chris says, evening guys, can't stay to listen tonight, but I'll listen tomorrow on the drive to work. Uh, the run had to end one day, but we regroup and we'll regroup and galvanise and be back at it on Tuesday. Mostly concerned about another incident where EFL officials didn't seem to uh, uh, to potent- take a potential concussion seriously. Again, hope Faz is back soon. Yeah, let's touch upon that before we delve into any more comments. Uh, interestingly, Alan, when I spoke to Nigel Clough after the game, I mentioned it a few times on Friday night that I thought that the Rawson substitution would have been used as a concussion sub. And then I, then I said, you know, that Nigel Clough was remonstrating with the uh, the fourth official. And now I know why. Because the fourth official or the referee, whoever is in charge of uh, putting that uh, tick in the concussion substitution box, refused to do so and refused to say that Farron Rawson was concussed. Is that oh? Is that why Nigel was going ballistic then? Because when where we were sat in the commentary position up in the stand, as Farren passed Nigel and he was coming round, it, it, it looked as if he hadn't got a clue where he was. Because uh, Nigel were like pushing him to one side, and then uh, I don't know whether it was our uh, physio chap, somebody took him down anyway, whoever it was, and it, it looked all over the place. So you know, it's it's a strange one that is, Craig. Yeah, he didn't allow uh, the referee or the fourth official, didn't allow the concussion sub, Clive. And uh, obviously, Rawson aside, we'll talk about that and the injury and, you know, how that might impact the, the squad later on. But actually, tactically, what it does is actually give you another um, flip of the card, another roll of the dice. If you use it as a concussion sub, you then allowed a fourth substitution. And both sides were allowed the fourth. So if we'd have used, you know, uh, Rawson as a concussion sub, they'd have been allowed a fourth sub as well. So you could argue that it could have been counted out. But having been, you know, having taken Rawson off as a concussion sub, let's use this um, analogy. If he was taken off as a concussion sub, we get the goal back through Ollie Hawkins. We've still got a sub that we're then able to make, which then actually could tactically help us out to, to defend and, and maybe shut up shop. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm not going to agree totally with it, with you because I'm old school. I, don't, I think we have too many subs anyway. But having the facility for subs and a facility for a concussion sub, I don't know how you can deny that as a concussion sub when the mm. guy was on the ground for eight minutes and, and medics from both clubs were attending to him. Now, if that's not a serious head 
concussion situation what is does your head have to fall off you know does he have to be carried off to be a concussion so I mean, it's crazy and they've they've brought this rule in uh, uh, to try and protect uh, you know players from serious head injuries and 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 then they don't actually apply it. It just seems crazy to me. I mean, if you're going to err, err on the side of caution. That referee yeah. was full of err. <laughs> yeah, hot usually. Uh, Jim, uh, Jim's been in touch. Says evening all. Uh, Clough said in his interview, Hawkins looked dangerous every time uh, the crosses came in when he went up front. He's still our most effective and likely striker for me. We need him up front uh, now with more depth. Um, possessed now in defence. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ashley says, unbeaten run had to come to an end sometime. So on to Port Vale and a big bounce back with a nice away uh, win. Um, Paul says, Craig, you forgot to ask about DJ and where he was uh, and where he was, whether he was sick or injured. Um, no, I didn't forget. Um, it was just um, one of the things where I didn't have a lot of time, unfortunately. Um, the thing that with the way that it the interviews work at the moment jake does the uh the ones for i follow which means that i get nigel second the show goes off air at 10 o'clock so i've got to get that interview in as close to 10 o'clock as i possibly could and at the time of recording i was running very very close to the wire so i didn't have time to uh slip that question in i'm sure it'll be one which is picked up in the uh the press conference tomorrow if the club go ahead and hold uh, and hold one and if I get the opportunity Paul I will if uh, Johnson's not involved on Tuesday I'll endeavor to ask it then so I didn't forget to ask it I was just um con I just a uh, little bit time bound unfortunately um at that point uh Jim says bit annoyed Clough didn't come and acknowledge us at full time um uh, cost him very little but noticeable when absent I think he was uh, very much remonstrating with the referee at the time uh, to be fair especially uh the uh, the, uh, the the incident with uh, Rawson and the concussion sub like mentioned. Uh, Craig says, uh, uh, in reply to, to Paul, more to the Johnson thing, in my opinion, according to social media this week and the season has also stopped. Um, Pedro says, Stags just look like they took the foot off the gas and uh, sketchy defence, fair result. Paul says the players didn't look up for it on Friday and why that's an answer we will never know. Uh, Roy says it looks like we expected to just roll them over. So I hope that's a nice kick up the backside. And I'm sure Nigel uh, will tell them so as well. Uh, Mark adds, My, Nigel wasn't impressed with his post-match interview. Uh, Nick adds, I think Hawkins no tool will be our two centre-backs on Tuesday. Makes the defence stronger, in my opinion. And, um, and Aikens replaced by Bowery. Let's talk about the Aikens. So I'm going to go and let Harry in a minute. You can probably hear him yapping away in the background as well. Um, he wasn't, uh, he, he was taken off after just uh, eight minutes or so. Uh, was it 18 minutes? I think it was uh, when he went off. Let me get it right. Yeah, 18 minutes when George Maris uh, replaced Lucas Aikens. And he looked to be struggling, Clive. It, uh, uh, he did look to be struggling. It does wonder uh, why Nigel Clough perhaps um, didn't uh, utilise um, a diff maybe Jordan Bowery or, or maybe not start with Lucas Aikens. I think. Uh... And I don't know. I think Clough has a, a warmth towards Aikens. Obviously, he knows him well. He's brought him over. I think he wants to give him game time in front of everybody. Um, but I, I, I'm pretty sure the guy entered the pitch at the start carrying a, a strain. And it didn't take much to um, make it, it impossible for him to carry on. Now, I do criticise 
the management and the physio for allowing that to develop in that way. And the clubs, and also the player has to be totally honest and and, and tell his gaffer if he feels he's got a, a stiffness or a what was it was it a hamstring he was struggling yeah. with. Yeah, mm, yeah. You know, I've had hamstring injuries and they're not pleasant, and you can't play through them. You have to get off and and let the thing recover. So, it, but either way, um, it happened, and, and these things will do. Going back to social media for a second, I mean, there was <clears throat> the other night I, I jumped in on a uh, a thread where people were starting to have a go at one or two players. Um, here we go. With I said, okay, we've lost one in fifteen. Let's start ripping the players up, shall we? It's pathetic. I mean, thank goodness not all fans are like that. Most of them are like us, can see, you know, can see the sense in it. But it doesn't take much to get some of the keyboard warriors out there. No, that was the the thing which uh, was on my mind, Alan, to be fair, about, you know, eventually when we we lost the game, social media is a very easy platform to go on. And, you know, like Clive said, it is the the minority, but there was always going to be a few murders. And that's why I was sort of (laughs) emphasising the thing about it's, we have to bounce back as a collective. One defeat isn't going to rock our season, but it will if we allow it to. You know, we it, we can't sit and moan and say, well, we're not good enough. Why aren't we good enough? We've lost one game in this amazing run of form we have. Three or four games down the line, if we don't pick any, up any points and we drop down to, you know, 14th, 15th, and we put ourselves out of the race, then fair enough. But we lose one. We've still got pretty much we've got Forest Green to play twice we've got teams in the rounders to play still and most importantly and let's not forget how critical these were back in 2013 three words games in hand yeah and they say but like like we've said before Craig you have to win them I'd sooner have I've always said I'd sooner have points on the board than games in hand I've always said that first. That's just my opinion. But uh, we have got games in hand. And as, as we all know, we've seen the league table. If we win those games in hand, we could probably go second. It's as easy and as simple as that. But what they've got to do Tuesday night, and I'm sure Nigel will uh, reiterate this to them before they go out and probably training tomorrow and what, whenever else, that they need to, you know, buckle up and get on it from the straight, uh, from get-go, you know, like they did. Tranmere came at us and they, uh, you know, bullied us, if you like. They pushed us off the ball. You know, we couldn't get anything going. So Port Vale will probably have seen that and they'll probably be entitled to do the same. We just need to be on as metal and, uh, you know, from minute one. Yeah, I think it's fair to interrupt, Craig, but it's fair to say the first half, Tranmere choked us. The games we were used to playing out of midfield, they didn't allow it to happen. They were first to every loose ball. They were on everything. And that's to their credit. In the second half, my uh, bloke I was with next sat next to me in the stand. He says, I wonder how long it will be before Tranmere lose lose their energy because they've been playing such an intensive game. Um, and he felt that that might be the time we would spring into action. Well, they never did. Um, they were They were worth their win. I mean, it's disappointing the way they got it, but they were, you know, overall, they were worth their win. Yeah, I have to say as well, you look at some of the results from uh, Saturday afternoon and you just you just sort of uh, talk about um, how much um, you just talk about how much the the league table has uh, changed a little bit and some results which probably some were un, weren't expecting. Every team's going to hit a bit of a, a dodgy patch. Forest Green have certainly hit a bit of a, uh, a dodgy patch as well in sort of the last three, four games or so. They lost 2-0 at Bradford, uh, at home to Bradford 
on Saturday. You know, you've got Bristol Rovers who are on a bit of a charge. Northampton, who were second, they also lost to, to Carlisle on Saturday as well. Extra drew 0-0 with Salford. It's a crazy, crazy league and it's so, so tight. And it just says it all by looking at the league table because other than, you know, the, the comparison between first and second, Forest Green in first on 68 and Northampton in second on 60, it's so, so tight. Third place, Newport County, 59 points. Fourth place, Tranmere, also 59 points. Fifth and sixth, Extra Swindon, 58. Seventh, eighth, Sutton Bristol Rovers, 57. Us in ninth, 56. And then Port Vale beneath us on 53. Salford just below them in 49. It's so tight, that top 11, um, 11 to maybe that top 13, 14 places. Anyone could go on a bit of a run. And I think it's just about... Um, you know, finding your feet and just taking the rough with the smooth. Like people have said, you're going to lose games and it's all about how you uh, how you go and respond. And the big thing for me will be all about character on Tuesday night. But another thing which Nigel Clough mentioned in his post-match uh, interview, Clive, was you mentioned it there earlier a little bit about the midfield. Tranmere won every loose ball going in the centre of the park because we seem to lose the ability to tackle. And we always sort of end this show talking about lessons. And I think one thing which Nigel Clough sort of picked up on, if you read between the lines, is that they became a little bit complacent in their team selection. We've got a, a squad that's there, not just an 11. And I think you'll definitely see some changing it up in terms of style, personnel, formation on Tuesday night and for the rest of the month. Yeah, we've got the players waiting to have a go. And I think there were one or two players from uh, the Tranmere game that probably need to be rested. Um, and the, uh, the, it's fortunate if we've got the we've got the options there now. And I also think you need to try and keep these people involved uh, going forward. Because the, the last half dozen games are going to be manic. You know, everybody's going to be fighting for every point. There's no question about that. And, and we need to keep a, a cohesive squad together. I have to say that I think we'll be better off with JJ back in the squad, back in the starting 11. Um, and I think had Rawson not been injured, there must be some question mark of whether he'll be able to play on Tuesday at Port Vale. Um, then you'd see him slotting straight in there. Um, I, I fit, and that would have automatically, in my book, thrown uh, Hawkins into a, a forward position. I suspect if um, if Rawson isn't available, then Hawkins will, will still play in defence. Yeah, it'd make natural sense to go back with uh, a partnership of uh, Hawkins and O'Toole, considering how well they were playing together before both got suspended. Uh, let's delve into some more of the, the comments. Um, Roger says, I listened to the game on 103.2 on Friday. Thank you. Uh, a frantic last 10 minutes. Clough said tackling was not up to scratch in his interview. Was not very happy how we conceded um, that winner. Uh, it'll probably won't be the last game we lose this season it's uh, it's just miss uh, it's just uh, minimizing them absolutely craig says on paper it's possible to take 15 out of 15 points over the next five games uh, roy says i do think making mclaughlin uh, captain and um, we should make uh, mclaughlin captain uh, tranmere um, were just simply better and you've just got to acknowledge it says roger vale on a good run so it's another tough game on tuesday night yeah let's uh, tick the final boxes on the Tranmere game. Then we'll get some reaction from Nigel Clough for those uh, who missed it. Let's have a look at uh, a positive we can take away from the game on Friday, Alan. And that is the fact that despite conceding 
three goals despite losing the game. The Stags did fight back, not once, but twice. You've got to applaud that character. You are, Well, I always, I think we were both in the same mind. We were all this, uh, thinking that they were going to get back in it. But, you know, it was just a shame to lose it right at the end, albeit a very, very good goal. But, uh, you know, we just need to... <laughs> this, the only good thing that I can think about Tuesday night is when... I assume, like uh, Clive said, that Rawson will be out. So we assume it's Hawkins and JJ at the back. They'll be playing in the right positions where they know where they have played that before, where I think it was a bit topsy-turvy with uh, Hawkins and uh, Rawson, in my opinion. I think he was on the different side to what he normally is. And I don't think he looked too uh, comfortable there, you know, especially to start off. But, uh, yes, I think... uh, I'm looking forward to Tuesday. I think we'll see a different Mansfield town, Craig. Yeah, you've got a very good point there about uh, the centre-half positions. And uh, we probably should uh, highlight that a little bit, Clive, as well. Hewitt's been fantastic this season uh, as he's gone on and got stronger game by game. Was playing right back and right wing back for a long time. Then was put into centre-half and slotted in there naturally. Friday, he went back across to, to right back. Hawkins ended up playing left side centre-half where he usually would play right with, with uh, JJ left, etc. People say, well, it's just playing centre-half. No, it is just playing at a position. It's not. There are very subtle differences. And I think we didn't set as early as what we needed to. We didn't settle. And then that early goal after, what, eight minutes or so, that sort of rocked the boat. And I think it, it sort of took the wind out of ourselves a little bit. And we just didn't recover. We didn't get ourselves set as, as quickly as what we needed to be. Yeah, the first goal was a return to the old failings of not dealing with a cross. Um, and they they were alert enough to pick it up and, and deal with it and score with it. But I I think we're overcritical at times. I think the back four, in in whatever format we've used them, has been really solid over the last uh, three months. And and they were just caught out by a better, more fluid team. I thought on, on uh, at Prenton Park. But uh, I agree. I think it's I agree with Alan. I think it's it's appropriate to have them playing in the positions they feel better better at. Uh, and, and and whilst that's only a subtle difference, to pick up on your point, Craig, um, players do like to know where their respective team partners are at all times without having to actually see them. And and that understanding between subgroups on the pitch is vital. And that whenever you change that, that's always the risk. I thought, again, I don't want to, be, I don't want to sound overcritical. I, I'm not intending to, but we were as effective down the left-hand side as we have been. Um, but I think that's probably because Trammy had done the homework and they realised that the uh, Macca-Quinn uh, channel was there to be stopped and they did it effectively. Yeah, they certainly they certainly did the research on us, definitely. And uh, you know what? I, I take my hat off to them. They deserve it. Um, the only person that didn't deserve it was the uh, the Tranmere fan who was in front of me, <laughs> who turned around and screamed in my face. There's no need for that. I mean, no. if you if you score a late goal in the ninety whatever minute it was, ninety fourth minute or whatever, celebrate with your mates. Don't turn around and scream in in the, in the broadcaster's face. I'll give you an accurate representation of uh, of of what happened. Uh, so. Dean was quite critical of him uh, and he was quite upset, Craig, let me tell you. He said that, that shouldn't have happened in football and I agree. But he did shake your hand, shake your hand after the match. Yeah, I think he's got a twin brother, by the way, because uh, me and Nat, my missus, were in Liverpool on uh, on the Saturday. We decided to stay over for a, for a couple of nights and we were walking around the Albert docks and uh, there was a guy who looked identical to him trying to sell 
half an hour boat tours and we weren't really that interested. And then, you know, the Liverpoolian charm came on. They talked us into it. We paid, what, about eight quid each to get on this boat, about two fifty a piece for a hot chocolate or whatever. Just went round the water. It would, didn't see anything. Got robbed of about 20 quid. <laughs> Joke. It must have been. Probably was his brother. twin brother then. Pro- probably was, but uh, no, there was no need for it. I mean, all for fans celebrating and enjoying it. You know, we jumped up and, and, and celebrated when we scored both our goals with our passion. To be fair, we were doing our job. We were, weren't um, neutral commentators. We were there to commentate for Mansfield. So I suppose you could say that. But. You know, there's just no need to turn around and scream in somebody's face. But uh, wish them all the best for the for the season. And all fair in love and football. Right, let's uh, wrap up all things Tranmere by getting some reaction uh, from Nigel Clough. When we come back, we'll talk all things Port Vale. And that big, important question, how should the Stags line up on Tuesday night? What personnel should come in? And can the Stags find it within themselves to bounce back and keep the promotion hunt on. It's a very, very tight League Two table. But first, speak to me pitchside at Prenton Park after the 3-2 defeat away at Tranmere Rovers, ending Mansfield Town's 14-game unbeaten run in Skybet League Two. For Mansfield 103.2, here's the thoughts of Nigel Clough. The unbeaten run comes to end here at Prenton Park. How did you begin to evaluate that one tonight? Uh, generally disappointed with the way we played but having got back into the game twice that we did uh, and then scoring in uh, 90 odd minutes and then conceding again uh, probably summed our, our, our night up in terms of I think what we've been good over the run is uh, doing different sides of the game when we needed to and uh, I don't think we did the side uh, of the game when you haven't got the ball well enough tonight I think the fact we've come here and not picked up one yellow card uh, just typifies that yeah, I think we really struggled to win the ball back at times, especially in the midfield areas. Far too many times it seemed like Tranmere were just allowing easy second phases of play. Yeah, well, our strength is playing with the ball. When you get Maris, who came on, and you've got Sturk and you've got Quinn in there and everything, then uh, our strength has to be keeping the ball. But we didn't do that well enough. So when you give it away, you've got to go and get it back. And we didn't do that either. Let's look uh, at the goals, because the, the second one in particular, I know there were a few questions uh, uh, about offside. What was your view on it from uh, down here at Pitchlav? You'd had a much better view than what we would have had uh, up there. No, uh, no, I haven't, actually. <laughs> you had a better view from above, but having seen them both back, uh, both the second and third goals are offside. Yeah, and uh, disappointing in the way we, we conceded them. So I think at, at times tonight, I don't think we had our, we were on top of our defensive game either. No, uh, well, that was typifies the whole sort of performance. Uh, you come here to Tranmere, they lost four out of five. They're going to really crowd, big crowd. They're going to be up for it, uh, and we d- we didn't deal with that at times. Having said that, we've still scored two goals uh, and should have got a point from the game. Uh, and if we'd have got defended a little bit better or uh, the assistant had have been a bit better at his job, then maybe we, we would have got a point. And of course, yeah, you look at the other end, if you're going to take any positives from tonight, it's the fact that your side did manage to, to fight back twice. And we don't do things easy, we do. We always have a little bit of drama right at the end of, uh, of normal time. Yeah, it was a difficult one because when it was eight minutes, I think we scored after two or three, something like that. I don't know. And then do you put Hawkins back there? Do we go back to what we got such a hodgepodge sort of thing out by then? And you think, well, if we can get the ball in the box we might even nick a winner ourselves uh, and then you're relying on sort of uh, you know Hewitt and Perch and uh, Macca as the back three uh, to make sure we don't concede uh, but they didn't manage that Was the game plan rocked a little bit by Lucas Aiken's injury early doors? Yeah because we had a couple of options with the side we picked we wanted to go the same as we did uh, sort of you know very much last week with two up and one behind uh, there wasn't a lot of space so we were on the verge of sort of maybe splitting it a little bit and going sort of two off uh, 
off the striker and then we lost Lucas uh, so that forced our hand a bit Yeah, it's a bit of a weird game tonight in terms of a few injuries picked up here and there the, the, probably the worst of which from my perspective was Farron Rawson which led to that eight minutes added on what's the latest with Faz because he was walking off he didn't seem to know where he was at, at times No, that's how he looked and we were very, very surprised that uh, it wasn't classed as a concussion substitution No, we, wow. were, we were told we couldn't do that but as you say you saw him walking off yourself I saw him and he looked like a zombie um, but no... Uh, not classed as uh, being able to make a concussion substitution so very surprising yeah I have to say I'm very surprised by that myself attention though turns quickly back to Tuesday night because we have to pick ourselves up and go again will it be difficult to, to pick ourselves up after such a, a long run or is it a case of the lads in there are already itching to, to get back out and put it right no we'll need a little bit you know when you haven't lost for 13-14 games and uh, you know in the circumstances we lost tonight uh, I'm glad we've got the weekend uh, and then we'll get back to work after that and, uh, and start trying to get a, a point or three at Port Vale but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not a shock because you come here uh, and they're a very, very strong side at home. Um, but when you haven't had that feeling for a good uh, what a couple of months or something like that, it's not, a, it's not a very pleasant one. No, it's not. John Joe Tool will be back available for you after his suspension on, on Tuesday. Gives you another option, especially if Faz will probably be a huge doubt for that one. Yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, Lucas Hakins also will be. So we'll need to, uh, we were planning, we were picking the team sort of yesterday, even trying to pick them ahead for the next two or three games as much as you can. That's out the window now with the injuries we've got. Uh, but... Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see how they are over on Monday. In terms of reflections and taking things away from this game, what do you take away tonight to learn from going into Port Vale and the, the running ahead? Uh, that we can't play our football all the time, that there has to be another element to your game, which generally we've done very well uh, away from home. You know, it's a different game. You go to somewhere like Newport, you know, lovely pitch as it was here tonight, and we played our football and we were very good. Uh, other times, other qualities are needed, and we didn't quite have those tonight. And finally, uh, backed again by a, a phenomenal support once more from Mansfield on a, on a Friday night. No doubt it'll be the same at Port Vale Tuesday. What's your final message to them? I'm sorry we wouldn't get a point. We won't try and win the game even. Uh, when we got back to 2-2, we thought with Hawks up there, if we could get the ball in the box, uh, he looked dangerous every single time we put the ball in the box. Uh, and that was our intention. Uh, and I think, I don't know, but I think they want us to keep playing like that and keep going for it and trying to win the game. Nigel Clough speaking to me pitch side after Friday night's 3-2 loss at Tranmere Rovers for Mansfield 103.2. Let's address uh, the first thing uh, within there which he finished on Clive and that is um, I think the fans want to see us continue to play like that and that is throwing everything at it and trying to, to go and win the game and I think the simple answer to that is a three-letter word beginning with Y ending in yes. Oh, agreed. But of course everything uh, at Mansfield this year has been built around the expectation of a, a clean sheet, something we've been doing quite regularly as well. Um, and that excuses a lack of goals being scored at the other end, although we, we scored two against Tranmere. We have we're not been prolific goal scorers, therefore we have to keep it tight. So you, you, you really do have to refocus on how you prevent them scoring rather than us being gung-ho and flying around the field like, like lunatics. Don't get me wrong, I'd sooner win 5-4 than 1-0, but we... We, uh, that's not our choice, is it? The game is very much based around being a hard team to beat. And certainly, under other circumstances, we might have come away with a point against a very good side at Tranmere. We didn't, and that's history now. There's a very I'm intrigued to see what we're right. going to do with the team going into, into, into um, Port Vale. We have a number of options, some of them forced and some of them through choice. But I'm, I'm intrigued to see where we're going to go. 
Yeah, we'll get your thoughts on that in uh, just a minute. Get everybody else's thoughts on that as well. If you want to uh, have a guess or let us know how you'd line up, then get involved in the comments. One thing I picked up on there on the night and listening back to it, Alan, actually, was uh, close tone towards the end of that interview. Very, very uh, disappointed, uh, mainly for the fans. I, I got the feeling that he felt that he that uh, that he and, and the and the players had, had let the fans down a little bit on Friday night, and there was a very apologetic and somber end to that interview. Yeah, it seemed to be, didn't he? And uh, I, I mean, I didn't see it at the end. I was still finishing uh, talking with you to finish off the match before we went home, and I didn't see whether he went over and clapped or not. You know, people have said on social media that he didn't, and you gave one of the reasons for that, so that's probably why he didn't. I don't know, but uh, it did sound very disappointed, like you would be after after the big run, you know. And uh, we're not winning on Friday, but look on the bright side, Craig. We've got five home matches left. We've been unbelievable at home. We've won 10 on the trot, haven't we? So who's to say we can't win 15 on the trot? There's another 15 points there. It's certainly not time to get down hearted. No, and who's to say that we're not going to go on another phenomenal um, right. run as well? You know, we could, there's 12 games left to go now in Skybet League 2. Um, Forest Green to play twice, five home games, a number of away games as well, including three more back-to-back uh, -back at the end of this month. Lots of miles to put in, lots of uh, places to go and make some memories, which I'm sure we will. Starting with Port Vale on Tuesday night, if you want to go with the Stag Supporters Association, they've got a number of coaches going. It's £10 for all SSA members, £15 for non-members. And if you want to get yourself a place on the coach, this is the number to call. 07967 689 597. And the number to call, if you missed it, gather yourself a pen, write it down, press pause if you listen to the audio version. This is the number. 07967 689 597. Details are on the screen for you. Just ignore the tram me a bit. Uh, 4.30 uh, departure from One Core Stadium if you want to get yourself on the coach to Port Vale on Tuesday night. Right then, let's delve into uh, players coming back, potential formations uh, things like that. John Joe O'Toole available after his um, uh, the the ending of his suspension. Clive, he I think even without Faz being uh, injured and um, un un unavailable for this one, I think it would be a given that O'Toole would go straight back into the eleven anyway, wouldn't it? Absolutely, without question. Yeah, I think it, it's just a matter of who uh, partners who. Uh, to be fair, get your suggestions in. Uh, on formations and uh, personnel in the comments. Clive, give us yours. I know you've got uh, uh, some ideas on, on how we should line up. What, who would you bring in? How would you be playing on Tuesday night if you were Nigel Clough shuffling the pack? Well, I, I'm not sure what, what format I would go for. Three-five-two seems to make sense. But we, um, I, I suspect with the enforced return to the defensive structure of uh, Hawkins, um, we might go for a three-four-two-one format. I don't know because I don't like the idea of our lead striker being left very much on his own, and it showed on the, on the Tramier game that that didn't work very well. Uh, you need someone with him. But the one or two people have picked up on Murphy not having a particularly good game. I, I'd agree he wasn't particularly influential. Uh, it was quiet, I think, and apart from scoring a goal, so was Longstaff. I didn't think he had a particularly brilliant game. Um, now, we've got this midfield and you, you could have uh, 
Clark back in, Maris from the start. Obviously, you've got Quinn and Maka. You keep those in place. And then it either Oates on his own or Hawkins with him, depending on whether we have need of Hawkins at the back. Then the question mark is, what about Longstaff? What about Murphy? Are we going to play those? And if so, you'd, you'd expect Longstaff to get in the side somewhere. But at whose expense? Yeah, it's, I, an interest, it's an interesting one. And then the question mark is, if you do want a partner for... Uh, uh, for Oates, what we're going to do with? Are we going to get Johnson to play? Are we going to get um, Jordan Bowery on from the start? They're all possibilities. It depends how confident we are that we can shore up the back without being over overfilled. Yeah, and it, it's not just a case of looking at how we could play as well. It's looking at Port Vale as well, and they're a very dangerous side. I think one defeat in the last. Uh, 11 or 12 uh, Skybet League 2 games and they absolutely uh, romped their last game against Crawley. A 4-1 win uh, at Vale Park on uh, Saturday afternoon. A number of ex-stags in that lineup as well, all looking to uh, uh, to get one over on their former side. Harry Charlesley, Mal Benning, Sir Mal has been on the bench of late and Aidan Stone actually got a, a game for Port Vale on Saturday as well. He was brought back into the lineup after mm. um, uh, missing out for the last few few games or so so all of these players looking to uh you know to to get one over on their former club and Port Vale three points behind Mansfield looking to pull themselves level and you know keep themselves in the race as well it's 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 probably tougher in some respects than actually going well, to to, to Tranmere. it is especially that we especially as did we beat them at home I think we did or was it to draw I thought we drew drew with oh, yeah, we drew home, think, yeah. yeah we drew so yeah fair play but I would like to see Bishop in goal a back four of Hewitt Hawkins because I don't think Faz will play JJ and Macca midfield four I'd like to go 4-4-2 I'd like to see uh, Quinn Sturk Maris and Longstaff because he's been putting the goals in fair play to him and up front I would like to see Oates and pick anyone from either Johnson or Barry. Possibly shade it to Barry because it cannot the can hold the ball up so well. But I think DJ, you know, like it said in the comments, he's got to be chomping at the bit. And I think he might just, uh, you know, the fox in the box. It might just, uh, it might just work Tuesday night. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm risking it. I'm going to go with a three at the back. I think right. Nigel Clough's big criticism on Friday was the fact that we didn't tackle in midfield. And I think he's going to flood that midfield um, and try and compact it and try and stop Port Vale playing. I think it'd be because they tend to play with, with uh, wing backs rather than uh, full backs. They try and you know push bodies into midfield. Yeah. So I think uh, that'll go into it. And with that in mind, Rawson's not going to play. Um, which means Hawkins has got to go to the back for me, although I do want to see him up front um, once Rawson's back. But I'm going, yeah. obviously, Bishop in goal. I'm going for a back three of Hewitt, Hawkins, O'Toole. Um, and then a uh, possible um, mid, then a, a, a midfield of Bowery on the right and Right hand side, which is a risk as uh, as a as a wing back, but he's played there and can play there. I don't think Aikens will play otherwise. I think he'd play there. Um, Lapsley will play. Ollie Clark will be back in. Quinn will play, and then obviously uh, McLaughlin. I've, got, I've just got to work this out in my fingers now. I've got enough players there. What did I say there? Bowery. Are you Bowery, playing McLaughlin twice in this form? After what? No, just put him. Just put him left left wing back. Okay. Yeah, hang on. Yeah. Uh, Bowery, Lapsley, Clark, Quinn, 
McLaughlin, the five across midfield. Um, then I'm going to have Maris as the number 10, just in behind uh, yeah. a front two, which would consist of uh, Johnson and Oates. It would be a risk mm-hmm. playing Johnson. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what it is, whether... Uh, he's, he's he's fancied or not. I think he's just waiting for his chance. But I actually think those two uh, together could be quite a dangerous combination. They've got a bit of pace. They're both Craig, sort of... Uh, Craig, can I just ask you, are you on midfield? I didn't catch what you said. Is Longstaff in your midfield? No. No. So you're dropping Longstaff? Yeah. yeah. Even though he's even though he's got three and three, I am, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and Murphy, sideline? Yeah, yeah, Murphy benched as well. And th- this is no reflection on them or any performance at, at Tranmere. I just, I'm looking and listening to what Nigel Clough said, and I'm in complete agreement that we've got to freshen it up. We've got to get fresh bodies in there. You look at the players that didn't play on uh, on on Friday night, and you look at the players that didn't play the Friday before. You know, you've got Ollie Clark that's not played for for a number of games. The captain who's not started, George Maris who's been out of the side, um, Lapsley who's itching um, for a game. Uh, Kieran Wallace is another one that's not played. You've got even got James Perch there. In fact. Thinking about the James Perch thing, if I'm going to make any change to um, my eleven, which I've just na- named there, I'm going to put Perch in at centre, uh, as in the back three and move Hawkins up front alongside Oates. The option, the the op- well, he probably won't, but the options that are there are vast, aren't they? they, they that, that's yeah. what I like, and I, th- I think that's why I think that's why we will have this bounce back ability. I think. You know, we, we've mentioned it and referenced it a number of times before. In previous squads, we've not had the depth good enough to be able to recognise our weakness and change it up on a consistent basis. And like Clough mentioned in his interview, Alan, they were planning sides for the next three, four games. And I think that planning included a lot of rotation. And what we what we have seen over the last four or five games is a very similar eleven. And I think... Clough's frustration um, came down not just to the lack of tackling in the midfield and lack of yeah. pace, but I think it came down to a little bit of complacency, both from him and his, his management and coaching team and the players themselves. And I think the way to counter that is to utilise the squad, not the eleven. And I mean, apart from the injuries, I mean, we've got no suspensions to worry about now, but apart from the injuries, your new players like Longstaff, Murphy, Aikens and Wallace, before they arrived, we were on a fine run anyway. You know, admitted Lapsley was injured. We've got Ollie Clark and Maris in the middle. Stirk's always been there. He's been reasonable players, had a good season. So, you know, like we said, we've got plenty of options on the bench. And if he does go with that side that you've named or, you know, Clive's named, I've named, whatever, whoever you want to name, I'm sure they'll do a job. But I think it might be an idea just to, I don't think... uh, as well as Rawson, Aikens won't play if it not to be no, with hamstring. So it gives a chance for somebody else to drop in. And I'm gonna be honest. Is... Go I, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, on the Aikens thing, injured or not, he'd be rested for me anyway, because I I think yeah. he needs a break. And the, the good thing about resting the likes of Aikens, Murphy, Longstaff. I know some people might be sort of questioning why I'm leaving Longstaff out having got three and three, but it's to keep them fresh, it's to keep them going because you forget. Not only have we got to go to Port Vale on, on Tuesday, we've then got a home game against a struggling side on the Saturday um, against Stevenage. And then we've got three really tough places to go. Rochdale, Oldham. They're flying at the minute at Oldham. They're under that, a little bit of a resurgence at the moment. Hartlepool, again, another difficult place to go. Miles you know, in the legs, time on the coach travelling. We are going to th- freshen things up. And leaving those players out... 
um, on the back of a defeat gives them a little bit of time to rest, recuperate, but also reflect and come back itching, scratching and knocking at the door to try and get in this squad and to, to help them over the line. Well, I bet I bet Johnson wonders what he's got to do, to be fair. I don't know whether they've had a fallout, whether he's just, you know... I know he had the big injury, but he's never been able to force himself back. But as soon as... I know it was only the under-23s, if you want to put it like that, but basically, two under-23 games, he scored four goals. And apparently, the other day, he could have had a hat-trick. You know, so he still, he still knows where the net is. So he's still... I would put him on the bench just to start with. And give him, you know, like 20, 25 minutes if it's not working. Instead of, you know, 10, 10 minutes where you can't really do a deal apart from <laughs> their tramway sub did. Uh, the, the other uh, the other option we've got, Clive, and we've not really mentioned him too, too much. He's been one of the quieter additions um, in January. But when he's come on, he's, he's looked quite solid. And that is Kieran Wallace, who not only can play centre of the park, left full back if, if needed, he can also play centre-half. So that gives us a little bit more options uh, as well. We could go quite we could go quite physical and, and make it a back three of Wallace, Perch, O'Toole, Hawkins up top and get McLaughlin out wide. Or you could slot McLaughlin at left side centre-half and Wallace as, as, as a full-back. Mm. Well, Wallace is a u- utility player and, and, and clearly it, it's handy to have. But whether that means he will be a first choice in any circumstance is difficult to see. Uh, I, I, I certainly you keep mentioning Perch. I can't see Perch being anything other than on the bench, to be honest. Um, much as I like the lad, I, I think you know we have to find a solution without Perch. And stuff. But uh, I don't know. We've not seen enough of Wallace to judge him, really, have we? No, I've been impressed with him whenever he's played. I thought when he came on at Harrogate, he completely changed the game for us. We were unlucky not to probably take something that night. I think had the conditions not been as woeful as they were, yeah, I think we might have got something. But when he came on, he really impressed with his physicality because he got stuck in. We were missing it that night as well, like we were at Tranmere. We were missing someone that could tackle. He came on and did that. And whenever he's come on, he's looked you know, quite a strong physical player. And I just think that that might be... A little angle of our game, which Clough might need look to utilise uh, at some point. Let's have a look at some of your guys' suggestions in the comments on the live feed. Uh, Roy says, JJ in for Rawson, Bowery in for Aikens and Johnson for Murphy. Craig says, my 11 would be Bishop, Hewitt, Hawkins, JJ, Macker, Clark, Sturt, Quinn, Lapsley, Oates, Bowery. Um, Paul says, about time DJ got a starting chance. He must be chomp- chomping at the bit. Um uh, and replying to Craig's team, he says, uh, why drop Langstaff three and three? Sorry, but I don't agree. Everyone's entitled to uh, their opinion. Um, and then he's actually replied, I realised I'd missed uh, I'd missed Longstaff after I posted. Longstaff instead of Lapsley, please. Um, uh, Roy says, their keeper, Port Vale, is our ex-player, isn't he? Yeah, Aidan Stone, uh, top quality lad. Hopefully he doesn't have a, a great night on Tuesday, though. And I mean that in the nicest way possible, uh, Aidan. Uh, hope you're keeping well, my friend. Uh, Roger says the squad is there to be utilised should make a bit difference and Paul says put Aikens on the bench Tuesday if he's fit lots of options uh, for Nigel Clough but uh, there we go it's all fair and all fun and games um, in love and football let's turn our attention then to podcast predictions before we uh, bring things to an end I'm going to blame myself probably for the uh, for the defeat on Friday I'll take a little bit of it because um, as we know superstition uh, for me is uh, a big thing and in fact am I going to blame me or am I going to blame chuckling Alan Wilson I always sit on the when I commentate I always sit on the left 
<laughs> sat on the right on on Friday, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, she did. Well, you you told me to sit there. Yeah, no, there is a reason for it though, because otherwise it would have been me and Martin over each yeah. other. So well, uh, there, there is that, and uh, and you know what, superstition is is not a thing, and it's more of a comfort blanket um, on that one. But uh, those of uh, you who are superstitious will be keen to remind me that Craig, you you never never do more than one game per game on podcast predictions. Why have you tried to, to mix it up? Well, on uh, last week I did because I gave you the chance to predict both games and do the. Uh, Triple table point, whatever I I called it. Um, That still stands, but I am going to give uh, you two the option, if you wish to do so, to change your prediction uh, for Tuesday. Points-wise, nobody picked up any points from uh, Tranmere, except one person, actually, except one person. Cam did pick up a point for getting one of the goal scorers, right? Because he needed Matty Longstaff to get on the score sheet. I remind you of your predictions for Tuesday night at Port Vale. I've gone for a 2-1 win, O'Toole and Maris. Clive, you went for a 2-0 win with Oates and Longstaff. Alan, you went for a 2-1 win, Oates and Murphy. Cam went for 2-0, McLaughlin and Lapsley. Do you wish to change your prediction, Alan? Let you go only, only with the scorers, because I don't think Murphy will play personally. Okay, so, so you're you're st- you're sticking with two one, a two one win. Sticking with two one and two uh, one, and going with Oates, and I think Barry will play. Okay, Clive, do you wish to change yours? Absolutely not. Okay, so you're sticking with Tuna win, uh, Oates and Longstaff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm also going to stick. I am going to go with a 2-1 win uh, with O'Toole and Maris. I'm going to keep that as it is. Uh, Cam and Nathan, if they wish to alter their predictions, they can do so, but we cannot change the triple point table prediction because that was the aim of the game. It was to gamble. So there you go. It's asking Uh, a lot, isn't it, for me to win that now? We go from ninth to third in one game. Yeah, um, I actually don't think that's mathematically possible, is it? No, it's not. No. So uh, oh no 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 we can no iPod no we can we're on fifty six thirties Newport on fifty nine so we can but we'd have to we'd have to win by what they're by they're on plus thirty we're on plus nine we'd have to win by four goals or more in order for for that to happen do they play on Tuesday night I don't know I don't know if they do actually or not let's have a little let's have a little look what games are on Tuesday night um let's change it get rid of that oh no there's a full program on tuesday night so they'd also have to they'd have to lose at carlisle yeah it's all so, shot yeah it's all shot carlisle are playing well <laughs> they carlisle are playing have four out to four haven't they yeah un- unbeaten Paul Simpson. Un- yeah absolutely flying under him to be fair um, but there you go. Uh, anyway, um, that's the all fun and games. That's what it's all about. As always on the Sunday Sermon, we've not done one for a while. We will be doing one for the remainder of the month because we do play uh, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for the remember uh, for the remainder of the month. So we will be here on uh, every Sunday. We'll also be here in midweek to reflect on all things Port Vale as well. But on the Sunday Sermon, because it's a sermon, we take lessons away from the game we've just played. So... Accident Prone Al, a.k.a. Chuckles, the commentator, a.k.a. the singing jingle maker. Um, I'm going to see if I can uh, I'm gonna see if I can get it up. He sent me one in a private chat earlier, um, a, a different one for the B side of, of the Biscuit game. This is going to lose his viewers. You know that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 
my favourite place is the biscuit tile, it's where I like to be. Looking at the varieties that I dunk into my tea. Mutton milk and shortbread are very, very nice. But my favourite is the hobnob, because you can dunk it twice. So what's your favourite biscuit, custard cream or Oreo? Put it in the comments, Mansfield Matters wants to know. Pink wafer, Garibaldi or Fox's Crunch Cream. Keep following the stag, be part of the winning team. I mean, arguably, it's probably better than the first one, to be fair, but I, I put so much, we've put so much work into making it I, 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 Can I just remind people that perhaps don't know what your profession is? Yes. And you were doing <laughs> it with the, the whole point, point guys. Yes. yes. That was the whole point. Oh, yeah, I've just got that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. The singing dustman, Alan Wilson. You know, Britain's Got Talent. Auditions are still open. Uh, Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, uh, lessons. We take away lessons from this. Uh, What are your lessons to take away from Tranmere? The the singing dustman, Alan Wilson. One swallow doesn't make a summer. It's a good one to reflect on. Clive, what's your lesson? Keep the faith keep the faith. My lesson is going to be, if you're in midfield, put a tackle in and remember that in order to in order to fly, first you must have the courage to jump. And sometimes when you jump, you don't fly straight away. You've got to have that little stumble. You've got to have that little bit of confidence about you to, you know, get yourself soaring in the air. Mansfield Town can do it this season in my heart of hearts. I'm going to put the same question to you though because it's the question we started the show with can Mansfield Town respond on Tuesday at Port Vale with 12 games to go in Skybet League 2 and continue to keep this burning fire of promotion ambition alive Clive is it custard cream <laughs> get out <laughs> your answer to that Craig most definitely yes I'll give him a second chance. Clive? I'm totally confident. Yeah, me too. Stick with the journey all the way. First, though, let's have our final reflections on uh, Friday night. Let's by, by having a little look back to the action as called by myself and the singing dustman, a.k.a. Chuckles, the commentator, Alan Wilson on Mansfield 103.2. My thanks, as always, to Clive and Alan, to you for watching. Until next time, sit back and I'd say don't look back in anger. The venue, Brenton Park. The mission for Mansfield Town to come away with another three points. We are moments away from kickoff here as seventh Tranmere Rovers play sixth Mansfield Town. The Stags make one change from the side, which beat Exeter City by two goals to one at One Call Stadium last Friday night. Back from suspension, Ollie Hawkins comes in. Jordan Bowery drops to the bench. The Stags line up with Nathan Bishop in goal. A back four of Elliot Hewitt, Farron Rawson, Ollie Hawkins and captain Stephen McLaughlin. In midfield, it's Matty Longstaff who's got two goals in as many games alongside Ryan Sturk and Stephen Quinn. Up front, Reese Oates, Lucas Aikins and Jamie Murphy. On the bench, Ollie Clark, Jordan Bowery, George Maris, James Perch, Kieran Wallace, George Lapsley and the goalkeeper, Marek Steck. The teams have just made their way out onto the pitch here at Prenton Park. Morris will take the resulting corner. A left-footed in swinger delivered in now towards the back post where there's a free runner. He's headed back into Alternate and Tranmere Rovers are ahead. 
After just four minutes, a set piece has undone Mansfield Town. The ball came into the back post. It was headed back in towards the middle by Callum McDonald. And Mansfield Town didn't respond. Back to Hewitt, to the feet of Oates. Takes it well, Oates back to Hewitt. Good from Mansfield. Quinn to McLaughlin. Low ball in towards the middle, towards the back post. Yeah! It's what a finish by Matty Longstaff, who makes it three and three. Brilliant finish. Excellent. The keeper did his best, though, to try and keep it out, but I just couldn't believe that. We deserve that. Tramia Rovers again have possession inside their own half. They'll look to counter. Perth has got to touch the ball, which means that Tramia man is onside. One on with Bishop. Bishop comes out. He's in from Tramia Rovers. And Tramia Rovers have gone 2-1 up here. It's the substitute, Elliot Nevitt. Can Mansfield Town rescue themselves again? Murphy delivers the corner in towards the middle. Yes! Oh, yeah! It's incredible stuff. No more than they deserve with that one. In the 90th minute, the stag strike now, again. Why didn't Hawkins go up earlier? Was it Hawkins who got the I touch? I think it was Hawkins. I have got no idea who scored for Mansfield Town, but I it was Hawkins. not care less. Tramia have breached the offside trap again. It's going to be a ball towards the area. It's a shot, and it's there. Tramia Rivers have got it again. And number 20, who scored again this well. of Elliot Nevitt, who makes it 3-2 in the 94th minute. Murphy steps up, delivers the goal kick over the halfway line, and there it That's is. It, Mansfield Town's unbeaten run is over. Tranmere Rovers have led three times in this game. Mansfield Town fought back twice but couldn't do it a third time and they take all three points. As always, thanks very much for listening. That's all we've got time for on tonight's Sunday Sermon. We'll be back in the week as we reflect on Mansfield Town's trip to Port Vale, where they're looking to bounce back following Friday night's defeat at Tranmere Rovers. That'll either be on Wednesday or Thursday. Make sure you stay tuned to our social media pages to find out when. And of course, if you can't get to Port Vale on Tuesday night, make sure you make a date with Mansfield 103.2. Midweek Sports Beat special starts with team news at 7 o'clock. Lee Wilson back alongside me for full match commentary. Where you won't want to miss a kick of the action. So the sucker punch at Tranmere on Friday night drops the Stags out of the playoffs, but it's very, very tight in Skybet League 2. It's all still to play for, and there's still a long way of the season to go. So sit tight and enjoy the ride, because I believe that this Mansfield Town side are capable of bouncing back, and not just bouncing back, doing so with a vengeance. Thanks for your company as ever here on the Sunday Sermon. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. Have a great week. We'll see you again on Tuesday if you're tuning for commentary and in the week for the reaction right here on the Mansfield Matters Podcast where, win, lose or draw, we continue to follow the dream.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.